Hi, I'm Pastor Bill Singh, and I'm here with my wife, Melissa. We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's message. Uh, it is called The Real Adam and Eve. And what it's about is about whether or not Adam and Eve were real people in history or if they were just made up and that God used the story for some other purposes inside of the Bible. Melissa, what are your thoughts on that? I think you're going to love this message because... If you're like me, you never would really question, you know, whether they're real people. But um, I think Bill sets up a great illustration of why we need to see um, Adam and Eve as real people and how it fits into the gospel message. Yes. And so we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Again, today's message, the real Adam and Eve. Enjoy. This week we are talking about the real Adam and Eve. In a slate poll in 2014, it was discovered that nearly half of Christians do not believe that Adam and Eve were real people. So let's dive right into this uh, idea and what it would mean if the story of Adam and Eve were not true. Well, to start, that means that the Bible begins with a story that is not true. And this is what follows. God would not have created human beings in his own image as Adam and Eve were specifically created in his image. It would change our understanding of marriage because we know that God designed marriage around the model he made for Adam and Eve and that he instated the whole idea of marriage through them. After all, we know that Eve was created to be a suitable helper for Adam. If that doesn't sound bad enough for you, without the truth of the creation story, humans would be no more special than anything else in all of creation. Suffering and death. Well, they must have always existed because we know that Adam and Eve actually brought death into creation by eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So death and suffering would have had to come into the world through some other means or it would have already existed do you see, we have a choice to read the Bible as though it's like a children's book full of powerless but feel-good stories that are fictional, or we can read it as though it is the revealed truth of God to all who believe. I want you to prepare yourselves when you read the Bible to believe it to be God's true word. Some of the stories might be kind of confusing. We might not fully understand them inside of our context, but when we think about it from the perspective of the context of the people who lived during these stories and who wrote the books in the Bible, they make perfect sense when we take those things into consideration. You see, we live in what is called a post-modern world. And to sum it up, what that basically means is that most people in the world believe that truth is relative. You have your truth, I have mine. As a result, many, if not most people, take concepts like reality and truth for granted. Now, to kind of debunk the idea of postmodernism. There's very easy ways to show that truth is not a relative concept. Just take people, for instance. There are people who are 
real and there are people who are fake. For instance, real people would include people like you, people like me, Jesus, Martin Luther King Jr., and Christopher Columbus, all people who are real. But there are also fake people. Take into consideration Harry Potter, Superman, or the Tuttle Twins. Those are people that never really existed. I happen to know a married couple who dealt with this type of situation in a different sort of way. This couple had to consult a psychologist over an issue, and when they were asked what the problem was, they said, our son has an imaginary friend. Now, the psychologist was very understanding, very unshaken, and said that imaginary friends are common and that he'll grow out of it. How old is your son, by the way? The couple replied, we don't have a son. Let me give you a list of historic figures that are now believed to have never existed. King Arthur, John Henry, the great storyteller Homer, and Robin Hood. Now tell me, if you believed growing up that King Arthur was a real person and all of a sudden you learned that he never even existed, what did that do to your perception of history? What about John Henry, the man who took on the steam engine? What would you think if this great man never really put the human spirit to the test by challenging a machine with his own body? What about Homer? storyteller that wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey. What if he didn't really write the Iliad and the Odyssey? What if it was really comprised of a team of writers? What would that do to your appreciation for these great works? What about Robin Hood? We all know what we say about Robin Hood, that he robbed from the rich and gave to the poor. What if no such man existed? It would totally change the way that we think about things. Adam and Eve were real people. They were the first people. Let's read the account from Genesis chapter 2. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the livestock to the, and to the birds of the sky and to every animal of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. And the Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. Did you know that Jesus referenced the creation of the first people? In Matthew 19, 4, he asked this question. Haven't you read that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. If Jesus believed in Adam and Eve, then Adam and Eve are pretty important, aren't they? 
In fact, he referenced their creation when he was asked an important question about marriage and divorce. In the Genesis 2 account of Eve's creation, a picture is painted for us that revealed God's purpose for people. Man started off as a lonely creation with no one like him in the world. But then a woman was created for the man and brought to him. Now, who brought this woman to the man? Well, it was God. This means that God is the one who joined men and women together in marriage. In this story, we also learn that we are all brothers and sisters across the world through our common ancestry, through Adam and Eve. Through this truth, we learn that God is also the glue that holds all human relationships together. In the book of Luke, Jesus is listed as a descendant of Adam. That means through Adam, God had set in place a plan that all people would be brothers and sisters. Thus, Jesus would be brother to all. His father would be father of all, and the Holy Spirit would be the seal of salvation to all. The Apostle Paul posed another question in 1 Corinthians 15. What if Christ was not raised from the dead? Now he answers this question in verse 14. If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. Think about this. Just a few verses later, in 1 Corinthians 15, 21 through 22, Paul also wrote, For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. For just as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. So death came through Adam, but the resurrection came, comes through Jesus Christ. Our faith, ironically, hinges on the reality that Adam brought death into the world. It was the very reason why Christ came to give us life in him. All die in Adam, all are made alive in Christ. Romans 6.23 tells us, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, in just one month, we're going to be celebrating an incredible holiday that we call Christmas. A time where we remember that God himself entered into the family tree of humanity by sending his son to become flesh. Now, a lot of people would consider the existence of Adam and Eve to be what's referred to as a secondary issue. So something that's not very important. What I hope we achieve today is to have established that not only are they real people, but that their existence is a part of the gospel. I thank you for joining us for today's message. Again, my name is Pastor Bill Singh. I am with Faith Presbyterian Church. Please feel free to join us on Sunday mornings at 1030 in the morning. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you and be blessed.